A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Joining me in the studio is Steve Oaken, the McClarty Senior Advisor, former member of the Clinton administration, and Steve is often with us talking about politics. Today, no exception. Steve, let's talk about Democratic contenders, the announced contenders for president. This week, Mayor Pete from uh, Indiana uh, really kind of stole the show in many ways, and and he seems to have a let's say, an early advantage in terms of people and, and interest by people. What's what's your take on how he did this week? Well, you, you know, Pete Buttigieg had one of the best uh, weeks of, of any candidate. The question is, can he sustain this over a period of time? Mm. And I think there's a very good chance he could uh, sustain this because the Democrats are going to look at one thing, I think, this time. Normally, the Democrats, they choose between one of two candidates. They either choose a candidate that they think best represents them and right now, the Democratic Party is much more liberal than it's been in, in decades. Um, so do they want to get somebody who most is most like them? Or do they want to get a candidate who can win? Do they want to get the candidate who can beat Donald Trump? And I think <laughs> this year the Democrats are going to say, we're going to put aside any policy differences. We want to get the candidate who can best beat Trump. Sure. And what often happens in U.S. presidential politics is that we do the opposite, right? So <laughs> from Nixon, after Nixon, we go to somebody like Jimmy Carter, you know, total opposite. After Barack Obama, we go to somebody like Donald Trump, a total opposite. Well, if you ask yourself, who's the most opposite candidate of Donald Trump in the Democratic field right now? It's probably, you know, Mayor Pete. He's the youngest. He's an Afghan vet, openly gay. You can't get more opposite of Donald Trump than Mayor Pete. And so I think he has a real chance to keep this momentum going. He's 31, 32? 37. 37, 37, 37. Yeah. When he ran for mayor, he was in his late 20s, I think, right? He won. He was 29 when yeah. he first won. Yeah, yeah. Quite quite an amazing guy. I mean, speaks seven languages fluently. And we saw this week with the tragic burning of, of Notre Dame that he actually reached out in a pretty fluent, a little bit halting, but pretty fluent French to, you know, give his, you know, message to the people of France, which well, there were, there were, there was, was interesting. There was a Norwegian media following him around, and he was speaking to them in Norwegian. <laughs> so, uh, so French, Norwegian, not a problem for, yeah. uh, for Mayor Pete. No, I mean, he's very intellectual. He, you know, is Harvard and, and Rhodes Scholar and then went to McKinsey and then said, I'm going to go back to my hometown of South Bend, Indiana, um, and I want to make a difference there, and I want to really drill down. And to some people, he reminds them, of, of Barack Obama. To others, he, it, he's Bill Clinton-esque. Um, and when you use those amazing politicians, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I mean, you know, Clinton, Obama, Reagan were uh, amazing communicators, amazing politicians. To put Mayor Pete after, you know, literally a month or so on the campaign mm. trail in their category really speaks very highly of him. The sexual preference question doesn't seem to be a problem for uh, what we're seeing many of the commentators. Now, clearly, there's going to be a, a, a hard religious right that is not going to be in favor of that. But people and a number of the commentaries and some of the polls I've seen are much more concerned about having somebody who they perceive as to be intelligent or somebody who will bring people together, who looks at issues that are of importance to them. Mayor Pete has done that in his home city, South Bend, uh, Indiana, which, if you don't know, is part of the Rust Belt, traditional Rust Belt, uh, was a car manufacturing uh, town for, for many decades and just had really fallen on hard times. But he has done a great job, along with others, bringing that city back. So he seems to be touching the nerve of 
helping people get on with their lives in a way that's important to them and not some of these maybe bigger issues that don't seem to really impact them so much. And, you know, and being a mayor and having that type of executive experience is is important in, you know, lining up to be to be president. And so I think people do give him credit for not only being, you know, for being a mayor and being very well educated, but also being a, a veteran, um, having served in, in Afghanistan. So he gets, he, he checks all of those boxes. He is extraordinarily young. He'd be the youngest president ever. But um, it's better to be young than to be old in, mm. in, in the Democratic primaries, I think, this year. So that gives him an advantage. And in terms of his being gay, is that going to prevent him from winning the Electoral College? That's the question you have to ask yourself mm. if you're really thinking strategically and politically in the United States. And, and part of the reason Mayor Pete is probably running for president, didn't bother to run for governor of Indiana, didn't bother to run for Senate in Indiana, was he may not be electable statewide. Yeah. They may not. Indiana is a pretty conservative state. Mike sure. Pence, the vice president, you know, former governor of, of Indiana. Uh, Mayor Pete may not have been able to get elected governor, but that doesn't mean he can't get elected to be president in, yeah. in this part of the 20, 21st century. That's really interesting. We look at the list, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Andrew Yang. I mean, there's and, and there's a few more as well. When you When you look at the youth versus the older crowd. And, and certainly we would say Elizabeth Warren and, and some of the others are in that, in that camp. You had an interesting stat when I saw you did a presentation a couple of months ago on what's happening in politics in America. And it was something to the effect of a younger candidate will win uh, when there's been an older candidate from the other party, something refresh my memory. What well, that so, was. The, so the Democrats what, favor what the statistics yeah, say. Right. So the yeah. Democrats favor youth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in the last century, the Democratic Party has never won with a non-incumbent nominee who is older than 52. Okay. Right. So and so who is it? It's a JFK, right? John Kennedy was 43. Bill Clinton was 46. Barack Obama was 47. That is the nominee who the Democratic Party gets excited about. They want young. They want progressive, to use the Obama words. They want hope and change. I mean, and, and youth signifies that. Whenever the Democrats have nominated non-incumbents older uh, than 52, Mondale, Humphrey, Dukakis, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, always lose. John Kerry, lose. Hmm. And so so the Democrats skew younger, and when they skew younger for their nominees, they win, and when they skew older, they lose. And, and, and so will this pattern hold that the Democrats will recognize that they want a candidate who, who does that? Now, Buttigieg is not the only one. Kamala Harris Beto O'Rourke, yeah. they can they can have that as well. Amy Klobuchar, a little bit older, but yeah. yeah, but she she could be in that category too. She's older than fifty two, but right, Cory Booker. There's a number of candidates who who are in that lane for the Democrats. So when we look at Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, of course, Bernie Sanders was you know a huge number two to Hillary in the last election. How does a younger candidate stack up? against those as we sit here and talk with Steve Oaken, the McClarty uh, Associates Senior Advisor about Democratic presidential hopefuls and and not who's going to win, but who is posturing and who is who has got a chance to move forward. The question is, who do the Democrats think have the best shot of beating Trump? Is it going to be somebody like Biden um, who can run on national security, can run on foreign policy, has a much longer and deeper track record, of course, than the, than, than President Trump has? Mm-hmm. Um, so do the Democrats think that that's what they want? Or the, do the Democrats think they want somebody who is going to be younger and more energetic and more 
more enthusiastic and bring out those millennials to vote. And so people are running kind of in different lanes. Now, Bernie has his own lane. You know, Bernie has almost the socialist lane to himself. Others will try and get in there, maybe Elizabeth Warren um, as well. But it's going to be youth versus age and experience. And youth, uh, sometimes age and experience get the nomination. Sometimes youth does. I think youth is going to be the stronger card this time. I mean, Gen Y, Gen Z, like have they? They don't vote, right? Well, they I mean, normally not traditionally. The traditionally they don't vote, but in this and and what's going to be very hard to predict here in this crowded field, we're at eighteen now, and when Joe Biden hops in, presumably Joe Biden is yeah. going to hop in this week, um, and that's going to get up to nineteen and others. You know, the senator from Colorado, Bennett, might come in that gets sure. you up to twenty. Who knows who's who, votes of in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina? Mm. It's going to be you know a thousand votes is going to predict who's going to win those caucuses and primaries. Wow, interesting. Okay. Steve Oaken, McClarty Associates mm-hmm. Senior Advisor. Thanks so much for coming in today. To talk to us about Democratic presidential hopefuls. Thanks, Ben.